It's the deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. The A C C C A S T, cause I say it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast, the A C C C A S T, the A C C C A S T. You're listening to Deckcast, produced by students of Danville Area Community College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the clock tower. Here on DACcast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students at DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we are here with the coordinator of campus and community resources and the academic advisor, as well as the international student liaison. It's a very How much should we mess that up? <laughs> you so did like, great. Was that all? Was that your titles? <laughs> that, that was right? it? Okay. Okay. It's Don Nasser. How are you today? I am great. Yes. Awesome. It's wonderful to be down here with you guys. I enjoy the show. Very excited. Okay. So go ahead and um, introduce yourself and tell us what a normal day here looks like for you. Oh, there is no normal, <laughs> uh, which is what I love, though, actually. So my name is Don Nasser. Um, I have a wide variety of of roles, I guess, here at DAC. Um, but that really is one of the things that I love is DAC is one of those places that I think encourages you to learn things, encourages you to like pursue um, activities that you like and enjoy or want to learn about. So um, I guess my main role would be academic advisor. So I register students for classes, um, help them with plans, you know, discuss transfer options. Um, I guess maybe secondly to that would be the campus and community resource aspect of it. Um, you know, any students that are having troubles and need some resources, I can help connect them either with something on campus or something that might be in the community. Um, so that is very enjoyable to, you know, try and find ways of helping students be successful. Um, and then I work with the international students, which I love. Yeah, um, and I left that for third just because we don't have a ton of international students here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they just are an amazing group of students, um, you know, from the entire, I've been here about 10 years at DAC yeah. in a full-time role. Um, and every single one of them has, you know, something to offer, something mm -hmm. to provide to the college, to the community, and everything else. So um, whenever, so my brothers used to play soccer here at DAC a long time ago, and they yeah. were international students, right? And every time I heard that, I was like, are they, like, confused? Yes. Like, do they know we're Danville? Like, are they as confused as Dr. Naka was? Yeah. You know, like... Did they look into this? Are you sure? But you know what? Surprisingly, a lot of the, I don't know, I'm not surprisingly because <laughs> born and raised in Danville, um, but they actually end up really enjoying that small town vibe. I mm -hmm. think um, students and staff members really embrace them. They're curious. They ask them questions. Um, and I think they just kind of like that, that small town feel. Yeah. Stay out of trouble. Yeah. You know? Very true. Very true. Yeah. So take us into your background a little bit. So you graduated from DHS yep. and then take us through your college days. So DHS, uh, class of 2000. Um, wow. Wait, and then, that was before we were even, uh, were you born? born? Well, November. It so, was before yeah. Yeah. I was born. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, you know, we were so worried about the computers crashing, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. It, was, it was safe. Um, so graduated DHS. Um, and then I came out here to DAC, and DAC has always been a second home to me because um, my mom has worked out here for years, so I pretty much just grew up here. 
Um, did my two years here, um, which was a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started out wanting to go into marine biology because I loved animals. I loved the water. I was a swimmer growing up. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Um, and I think that's the great thing about community college is it lets you kind of explore some things, yeah, you know, see definitely. if you're good at it, see if you're not. Uh, so it turns out I was horrible at science. <laughs> um, so I was actually working in the business office at the time, and I was great with the numbers and the bookkeeping and all of that. So um, I decided to go into business. So I switched my major. I uh, took some extra classes to, you know, just kind of make up my time here, got done in two years. Um, and then I went to University of Illinois at Chicago, uh, finished off my bachelor's in finance. Um, then it was kind of a, a whirlwind adventure in terms of, you know, academics. Took a year off to travel. I heard. Went back. Yeah. Tried to get my master's in accounting. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, Took quite a few years off. I did finally end up getting my master's after a few attempts. Okay. Um, But I think it was great timing, and I think it ended up being something that I really wanted. It was in uh, Mm. human and social services. Mm. Yeah. So you said you went to UIC. What was it like? Did you live on campus there? No. So I lived actually like a block off campus, so it was close enough. I worked on campus there as well. Um, I've always been one of those people that's really involved. So, you know, I worked here at DAC. I volunteered when I was here at DAC. Uh, when I went to UIC, I worked in the fitness center and actually in one of the international offices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was, I was involved. Um, but I did live off campus, went to a lot of the sporting events, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, it, but UIC was a little different than some colleges in a lot of ways because it was a commuter school. Yeah. So because so many students come from different areas of Chicago, I mean, there were dorms, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily, you know, one of those things that a lot of students stayed in. Yeah. So. Because isn't that, that campus is in the heart it of It is Chicago. right downtown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And great opportunities, you know, internships, um, you know, downtown. I actually also worked, not part of school, but... Um, at Lake Point Towers, which is right there by the pier, and did some like lifeguarding and babysitting on those sorts of things there. Um, so I had a lot of really great opportunities and experiences there as well. But I think, like to my core, I knew it wasn't my place. You know, yeah. it was so busy, and yeah. you know, people are just so focused and not like as friendly as as you would find them here and in other yeah. places. So gotcha. did you decide that you were a small town person, no. or are you um, still like a city? I think you're definitely more small town than big town. Yeah. Um, but I loved Savannah. So I lived in Savannah, Georgia for four years. Yeah. We were kind of talking about yeah. that a little bit beforehand. <laughs> and I just loved that feel because there was so much to do. And it was, you know, a bigger, I guess, city, but not so big. And it just still had nature. Mm-hmm. And it still people were so friendly. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But yeah. definitely between Chicago and Danville, I would say Danville just because people here are amazing and you know once you get to know people i mean they're helpful they're friendly um and it really does provide a lot of really really great opportunities yeah so you said that you had worked with um the international students up there and Mm -hmm. now you work with them down here which makes sense because we heard that you've done a bit of international traveling yourself i have um can you take us through you know what you've done yeah um so i guess if we backtrack uh, my mom's actually from Chile, so my mom came oh, wow. to DAC as an international student. So growing up, we always had 
students in and out of our house and um, you know learned about cultures you know learned about their experiences and just kind of like the way different ways that people live I guess and um, maybe unknowingly I always enjoyed it and I think when I went to go and travel it just kind of exploded that even more mm-hmm. um, so I've been to Chile on multiple occasions um, high school I was able to go to Spain um, which was an amazing place uh, but then I really wanted to take after I got my bachelor's take that time to travel so it started with a 30-day road trip around the U.S., okay. which was fun. It was, you know, out of the back of a van with a futon in it. And, um, <laughs> you know, really got to see so many things. Yeah. Like, And I tell people, like, traveling, learning about things, y- you need to do it as much as you can. Yeah. You know, if it is staying in the U.S., we have so many things in the U.S. And I think especially living here in the Midwest, you can go nine or yeah. 12 hours and hit some amazing things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, stayed at a lot of like Flying J rest areas and, you know, showered (laughs) (laughs) inside the next day. So, you know, there are ways that you can do it to save money as well. So Um, what are, what are some major places you made stops at in the U S? So I think, you know, the big parks are huge, you know, your Yellowstone, your Yosemite, um, whale watching, watching in Washington, um, you know, Grand Canyon, Mm -hmm. um, went down into Mexico, um, you know, just those sorts of things. I think those were the bigger ones probably. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite national park? I love Yellowstone. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. I keep saying I would, I would really love to go back there. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't been to that one yet. Yep. There's a lot to do, a lot to see. Um, you know, you've got that nature aspect of it Mm -hmm. too. So. Yeah. I feel like I grew up in Ohio, so I'm like, Midwest feel and I would go to like baseball tournaments in Florida every now and then that's the only time I'd really get out and I took a trip with my girlfriend to Los Angeles mm-hmm. before my senior year and I felt like I was on a different planet oh yeah, yeah. so do you, do you agree so. with the like kind of you're in a bubble in the, in the Midwest and then when you leave somewhere it's totally different I mean, maybe to an extent I know a lot of people that definitely would describe it as that but I think I always grew up traveling and like and even swimming i swam for a uss team so we would go to tennessee and kentucky and we were in indiana a lot Uh, we would go to florida for trainings and stuff so i think i was always kind of exposed to it and then you know we would go to chile and my -hmm. parents would always describe these things and we always had people in our lives even if we weren't going somewhere they were describing you know all of these things to us so um it's a bubble, but I think it's maybe a bubble that you can easily kind of Get like out branch of. out from. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like any way that, like we're in the middle, like we said, mm-hmm. but yeah. any way that you go, there's something else. Like yeah. very Absolutely. different. So randomly, um, a couple years ago, my two best friends and I, one of them's in Phoenix, one of them's somewhere else in Illinois. You know, we're like, okay, where are we going to go this year? Because we always try and go somewhere, either with us or with our families. And... We ended up in Omaha, which is super <laughs> random, I've right? Been to Omaha. to Omaha. I actually made a trip to Nebraska for Omaha, and then I got there and I was like, "There's nothing here." <laughs> See, we had a great time. We- really? <laughs> Maybe I wasn't doing it right then. We did the most random things, and we just made the best of it. So, and I think that's it. You just have to try and make the best of it. Even yeah. Danville, like, you. We have parks. You know, we have little places downtown you just I think have to try and you know see what a place has to offer and just try and take what you can from it I agree yeah I very much agree and um let's see 
you've not only done the states but south america too you've been to multiple yeah places? so after the u.s road trip um, went and stayed in chile for a few months okay and then as part of that did a two-week backpacking trip um, and that was up into bolivia and peru and back down um Almost died a couple times, which, you know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that, those are the best stories. Though. <laughs> um, so Bolivia, I would say, overall, of the countries I've been to, was one of my favorites. Yeah. And I think just from this very raw, kind of, like, natural place that it was. Like, they weren't overburdened by, like, images and, like, technology and, you know, all of these sorts of things. I mean, they might be now, but, you know, back then it was just... You know, the people still stuck with their customs, you know, and, and dressed and, you know, were a community. And so I, I really enjoyed uh, Bolivia. I would say the one thing that I didn't like, uh, we actually went with one of my cousins who was an anthro- uh, archaeology. No, no, no. He was an anthropology major. So he loved cultures, you know, studied cultures. And he's like, oh, you know what? We need to go to this little town, this little city. It's at the edge of the rainforest, like right by Brazil. And it's going to be the most beautiful beautiful thing you've ever seen. All right, sign me up. <laughs> so we go to, you know, sign up to get on the bus to go up to this little village. And they're like, well, the new road is closed, so you're going to have to take the old road. I didn't find out until later <laughs> that it's called Death Road. Oh, so if you good. look up Death oh, Road, so Bolivia, <laughs> on the side of a mountain, <laughs> one lane, and, like, the driver's speed... there come to these points where it's a little bit wider so you can like pass people but like until you get to one of those points like the other vehicles are backing up or you're backing up like i remember looking over the edge and the tires are like half over the cliff (gasps) no it was cars sitting down there from yeah so had to yeah going up there had to ride the road coming back had to ride the road um so yeah that was that was definitely one of the uh, scariest parts of any of the trips that I've been on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so then from Bolivia, went into Peru and saw Machu Picchu, which was probably the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. So would you recommend it? Absolutely. I went on a cruise one time, and you could do like the, what is it called? When you can go and do something. Mm-hmm. Excursions. Yeah, Excursions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hmm, next. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, my gosh. Machu Picchu. <laughs> was amazing absolutely amazing so we got there it was earlier in the morning and it was kind of foggy and then as the day went on and the sun came up it had like a completely different look to it you know there are wild llamas running around like it's just it's a really really pretty place yeah so and of course i know not everyone enjoys seeing that sort of thing so obviously you know it is something that i like um but i would definitely recommend it yeah um and then as part of that trip also after the hiking trip um and, you know, that was also one of those save money kind of things. Spent the night in the buses traveling from different cities. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it was a good adventure. Um, but then also while down there in Chile, went to Argentina uh, for a couple days and did whitewater rafting, which was amazing. Um, I did back out of an excursion type thing where it was like jumping off a cliff with a parachute. You I didn't was like, want to jump off a cliff? <laughs> Signed up. And then I was like, yeah, this mm. probably isn't my thing. So... <laughs> Um, you know, decided not to do that. So, yeah. but yeah, had some really great experiences. And Chile is a place that I would absolutely recommend anybody go. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, and it's a long, thin country, um, you know, right on the coast of South America. So you're bordered by 
ocean, mountain, desert, and Antarctic. Like you can see whatever you want to see there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So it's an amazing place. All this time in these different countries, what was the weirdest food that you ate? I love food. So I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't know that I would say there was anything that I was like, ooh. Nope. I still complain about this, but this wasn't even like during my travels. It was one time when I was in Chile with my parents and I was probably, I don't know, seventh grade-ish maybe, blood sausage. Ew, ew. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. It's like <laughs> blood, they process it with the meat. And I tried it because my parents paid me to try it. Oh, well, but I have I complained about it for it. the past, you know, 30 years or whatever. So You would never again do it? <laughs> No, I don't think so. No? No. So what, in what country were you most surprised about their culture? Like it was, it's been covered incorrectly or from a different light. Is there any that come to mind? So I'm going to say, and you know, we haven't touched base with Europe necessarily, because I was in Spain, I was in France, Slovakia, and then Hungary also. Mm-hmm. France was my least favorite. And, you <laughs> know, and I know that's like a it's big tourist place. Um, I just, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, it wasn't the cleanest. And I, I don't think the people were the nicest necessarily. And, you kind know, there are, some, there are some countries that people do definitely have, you know, these kind of like impressions or biases about mm-hmm. Americans. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. People just weren't as friendly maybe as I thought they would be. Gonna so. go erase France from my bucket list now. <laughs> I think I've actually heard that the like waiters and waitresses are like extremely rude. It, like when you go to be. a restaurant here, they like come up and say, "Do you need more water? Do you need anything else?" And when you're in France, you'll just like see them across the road just chilling. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've heard. You know, in some places, um, like I was in Slovakia twice, they don't really use ice in their drinks like we do. Um, we're weird Americans. Yeah. yeah. We're, weird. we're so weird. So, like, I remember this one place, like, we would go fairly frequently. Because one of the times I was there, like, three months. Um, and, like, they kind of started, like, boiling water and making ice for me if I wanted it. But, like, now I don't really use ice. Like, if I go to restaurants, <laughs> I don't get ice. Yeah. And, you know, I've just kind of, I just started not, <laughs> not using it anymore. Um, I don't know. But sometimes there are little things like that. Um, we definitely eat more than a lot of other countries do. You yeah. know, our portion sizes are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't walk as much. You know, we're not as healthy in maybe some of those aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to Canada, though, and just Toronto. And yeah. you could tell a big difference there. And it truly is like Americans are it, like a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> some places it is. And other places are just so accepting. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you always have to be safe no matter where you go, but just try and embrace it as mm-hmm. much as you can and don't leave a bad taste in their mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't give them a reason to judge us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I remember one person telling me, you know, you can't be an American. You're not fat. <laughs> um, See, exactly. That's you know, like yeah, one... just kind of like random things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, I will also say, so when I went to, I've been to Canada too, but I, I loved Canada. Yeah, that was I just really the Niagara Falls side. Mm-hmm. Um, But like in Mexico, so (laughs) that was during the road trip. So like kind of went into Mexico through Tijuana, which of course was an experience. I mean, for anyone that has really heard much about there, (laughs) but then just kind of kept driving south along the coast, um, got stuck in the sand. Okay. And there was like this amazing 
like older Mexican guy that like came and helped and oh why don't you come over and I'll give you some food and um I mean so I've really met a lot of amazing people in my travels too like you really do see how caring people can be um you know, and, ju- and just like globally, like you can't really judge people based off of what you've seen on TV mm-hmm. or read in the newspaper or in books, you know, or even based off of someone else's experience because, you know, it's always different. It's always mm-hmm. different. Uh, okay. So just really quickly, I wanted to touch on this. Um, you had said some things about Europe mm-hmm. and probably the listeners are like, oh, she's traveled again. But I heard that you were, you lived there. For a small period so, of time? Yeah, kind of. So Slovakia, I was there for three months. Yeah, wow. the um, person that I dated in college was actually from Slovakia. Oh. So I was there twice. Um, and yeah, so we, after we did the road trip and the South America trip, we went and stayed there for three months. Yeah, That's pretty cool. So did you basically just save up a lot of money? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, various, I, I guess, ways of being fortunate. Um, saved a lot of money, worked usually like three jobs when I was in Danville and then in Chicago. Um, I mean, fortunate enough that my parents paid as a graduation gift for my ticket to Chile. Yeah. And then, you know, always had people to stay with, you know, that's the biggest thing. Didn't have to pay for the hotels. Lodging, Lodging, if you can find somewhere cheap to stay or with somebody else. Yeah. And a lot of those places, you know, the food is way cheaper than it is here. Mm -hmm. Um, You walk almost everywhere, you know, so it wasn't like renting a car. Like you take the bus or you walk. Yeah. Um, So I I have worked a lot in my life. I started working right when I turned 12, really. Um, And just worked a lot and tried to save up for the things that I want to do. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then um, you had said you were part of the USS swimming team. So it was a USS, so a United States swimming is USS, so it wasn't, so essentially we just, we swam nationally. Yeah. Um, So I did that. And I heard you in high school, (laughs) in high school, you broke a 20 year old record. I did. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. It's, do you brag about that? Do you wear it like on a shirt? No, honestly, I don't. A t-shirt that says I broke a record. I don't tell people like a lot of my stories. No? Um, Even like my travel stories. I was thinking about this. Even a lot of my best friends don't know like some of the like deep stories they know where I've been but it's not even you know some of my closest friends not long ago I was telling them about this whole situation that happened at like one of the campsites and I was like you know seriously I could have died multiple times yeah on these trips (laughs) yeah so no it's not really something that that I talk about exactly (laughs) yeah you like hide it from your mom but yeah so the 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 record breaking was exciting for various reasons i mean just breaking a record of course is is amazing but it was one of my previous coaches that had the record (gasps) before me wow so she actually came to the next home meet and congratulated me and everything so that was very cool that's pretty cool yeah oh that makes it a little bit sweeter. It you can does. Rub it in their it face was... <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> She's so humble about it. I don't take this cigarette. You said you lived in Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. and did you work at an animal shelter? I did. Yeah. So wait, why do you say it like that? Because I just loved it. <laughs> I mean, I love my job now, but that was like the oh yeah, puppy kisses. You know, <laughs> love it wasn't just puppy kisses, but <laughs> no. I was telling Keegan, you know, just before we started. So you know, I got the finance degree, and I, you know, I did want to go into something animal related because I always loved animals. So after the failed attempt at my accounting master's degree in Chicago, <laughs> um, I was here for a few months, and I was like, you know, I want to go somewhere. I don't want to stay here right now. Um, and I always wanted to go south. 
So I took a road trip, you know, took like a week long road trip, went to a couple different places, um, got to Savannah. It was pouring down rain. And I don't know, it was something about the feel of the place. I just yeah. was like, this this is my place. Like, this is where I'm going to live. While it's pouring down rain. Well, it's, yeah. Just <laughs> and I, I don't even like rain that much. Yeah. It was just, I knew that it had this feel that I wanted. Um, so actually, a couple of my friends were like, oh, well, we'll move there with you. So they ended up staying like six months and maybe four months or something. I was there four years because I just, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a job lined up. Didn't have... Like anything. One of the friends was like, oh, I know someone there. I can find us a house, you know. Um, so I get down there, you know, after a couple of days, I'm like, obviously, I need to start working. I need to make some money. <laughs> so um, I went to the animal shelter and I was like, I've always wanted to work with animals. Like, I have nothing to lose at this point in my life. Like, yeah, I didn't really have any specific goals. Like, I was just like, I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I went to the animal shelter and applied and then I went to an animal eye clinic, which I, like, never knew there was a thing. It's a vet that's, like, just does eye stuff. Do you think that's, like, a bigger city thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like people have, to... have a specialty for exactly. everything. <laughs> I mean, there is. I mean, there are specialty vets yeah. everywhere. So, um, you know, applied at, at both those places, went and interviewed. And I get to the car, and the guy from the eye clinic calls, and he's like, you know, we want to hire you. I'm like, okay. And then the shelter calls and they're like, we want to hire you. Wow. And I'm like, what a twist. Oh, what do I do? <laughs> so I ended up working at both places. <laughs> so well, there you go. Full time at the shelter, part time uh, at the eye clinic. And I, I loved both of them really. But the animal shelter, I think, taught me so much because, you know, much like DAC, they kind of let me form like you know, different positions or like kind of do things that I wanted to do. So I started out as just like an adoption counselor, you know, learning about the animals, going through adoption applications, you know, talking to people about adoption and animal care. Um, And then I wanted to learn the vet tech stuff. So I learned how to give vaccinations, you know, how to like do all, you know, do the, um, the microchips and and all of that, that then I became like the volunteer coordinator and then the like, you know, various like community representative type thing. Um, you know, so it was one of those things that I feel like I was really able to grow and kind of adapt in different ways with it, but still yeah. do something that I really loved. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things I loved about that is also you were up and you were moving and, and doing a lot of things too. So, yeah. so I did love that job, you know, and I think realistically, I think my mom hated it. Actually, I know she did. Um, you know, she's like, you got that business degree and we paid for you to go to college. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I loved it. You know, yeah. I think it just, it provided me, I don't want to say like a happiness in some way, but it, you know, it let me make an attempt at doing something that I wanted to do when exactly. I was little. Exactly, and you wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. and I felt like I made a difference. Yeah. You know, I, I really did feel like I made a huge difference in various ways. Um, it made me in some ways also lose some hope in humanity when you would see how some people brought animals in. So I was going to ask you, because um, I used to volunteer at the Humane Society, and some people say that if you really love animals, you shouldn't work so closely to them, if that makes sense. I disagree. (laughs) See, people would always tell me, like, I can't believe you don't take them all home. And my (laughs) response was, well, because I care about them, I don't want to take them all home. Because then you can't provide them attention. It's not a quality of life. It's just a shelter then. Um, I mean, so I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think you're more weary of people. Like, you're like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, do they know what they're doing? Yeah. And 
Um, you know, I've tried not to counsel people too much on they get animals and, you know, all that stuff yeah. since I've stopped doing that job. But, um, I mean, I don't think so. I loved animals and I loved that job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to survive it long term. Um, there's something called compassion fatigue. And I think a lot of people that work in those sorts of fields, even in counseling type fields, kind of, you know, get that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I loved it. I actually started working when I was in Chicago after Hurricane Katrina happened. Mm -hmm. I started uh, volunteering at a shelter up in Chicago. So that's what kind of like sparked, you know, some of my love of doing that. Yeah. So So is it your goal to get back to Savannah at some point? No. It's not. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, So I moved back because I had my son. So he's 12 now. And... I just, I wanted my family. I mean, it was just hard coming here and going back and then my parents coming. Um, you know, I felt like my, my son needed family and I needed help. I mean, yeah. it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does. Um, so he is older now and I have talked about it, maybe not necessarily Savannah, um, you know, but I've talked about like what kind of changes you know, do I want in my life? And, yeah. it, and it doesn't have to do with not having a love of DAC and not having a love of the things that I do because I do love my job here. I, ab- mm-hmm. I love working with the students. Like yeah. this year has been so hard with, you know, working from home. And then even now, like you just don't have people that come in very often. Um, but I think I like to challenge myself sometimes and I do like to mix things up. Yeah. You know, whether it's scenery or whether it's the job description or, you know, whatever it might be. I'm, I am one of those people that likes to learn things. Um, and I, I do like change, which is kind of weird because I like change, but I also like the comfort of stability also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Gotcha. Maybe it's like the mix of like going and traveling for a long time and then moving back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> having a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think, again, like having that option to travel does make a difference because you know if you do start to get antsy like you know if i'm i've been here too long and i feel like i need to go somewhere yeah like i can look forward to okay well let me take that trip to here or there or whatever and it does get you kind of out of your zone for a little Mm -hmm. while and then you come back and everything's everything's good Mm -hmm. very true were you able to travel at all last year um, 2020. I don't know if I should say that. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, my be- one of my best friends lives in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so we did in the summer, which is not the smartest idea in Phoenix, but did take a trip to Phoenix and it was a road trip. So didn't get on a plane, <laughs> stayed in her house. Like, you know, she has a huge yeah. house and a huge backyard. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Um, so it wasn't like that risk of, you know, being exposed to other people at restaurants or bars or, you know, any of those sorts yeah. of places. Yeah. So it was really just us there. So yeah. I was able to get out and yeah. So that was, that was really nice, but it was, I'm, it was an I'm, interesting adventure because like on the road trip, you know, stopping at the rest areas, wearing gloves at the hand, you know, at the <laughs> yeah. pump, sanitizing, Lysoling, yeah. you know, spraying shoes. Um, so yeah, we stayed extra cautious, but I was fortunate enough that to have a place like that that I could go that would be safe and still yeah. be able to kind of like get out. If it makes you feel any better, I definitely travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, don't judge me, guys. Yeah, exactly. It was Please safe. Don't judge me. But. Gotcha. So when it comes to your role here at DAC, what would you say is the hardest part about your job? I think maybe 
students not always realizing their potential. Because um, I'm one of those, I, you know, I will be a student advocate and I have bugged some of the instructors so much, you know, can you let the student back in yeah. or, you know, is there any way that they, you can work with them? Um, so I try and be a student advocate and I think it's hard when students don't always advocate for themselves or like they say they're going to, you know, you stick your neck out there and sometimes they don't follow through with their side of things. Um, cause I think you just have, you just see so much in them sometimes yeah. that they don't always see in themselves. And I mean, granted, I understand family situations, life situations, everything like that happens. Um, you know, but sometimes I, I guess it is a little disappointing that you do wish that student, I think maybe it boils down to communication, you know, because oftentimes something can be resolved with communication. Yeah. Um, with, you know, with the instructor, with the advisor, with, you know, whoever it might be. Um, you know, one of the things that I've told students a lot, you know, communication is key, but also not burning bridges. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I've always held on to that. Like when I was a student worker here at DAC, you know, I went to Chicago and I traveled. I would send postcards to my employee, you know, to the people that I worked with here at yeah. DAC. Um, and I think little things like that just make so much of a difference. Um, and I think I digress. But, yeah, so I think that's one of the <laughs> hardest things is knowing and seeing the potential in students and, you know, them not following through, especially when it's something that they're capable of doing. Yeah. That's right. Is anybody, does anybody still work here that you worked with or around back in the day? Oh, absolutely. Oh, people yeah. will stay at DAC. People love working yeah. at DAC. Yeah, yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a really great place to work. Yeah. Yeah. What is your goal for a student when they step foot on campus for the first time? So my goal for them, I think, would be for them to find what it is that that they need because not everyone comes here wanting to graduate you know some people just want to get out of a hard situation maybe improve their skills a little bit um you know so really whatever it is that their goal is i hope that they can at least gain some skills that will help them reach that yeah, you know because um, again even if you don't finish if you're gaining skill yeah you've benefited you know whether mm -hmm. it's communication skills writing skills um, you know, personal skills, the soft skills, anything like that, that's going to help you in the long run in life, then you've benefited. Yeah. Gotcha. Just take as much as you can from it. Mm -hmm. We're now going to move on to our rapid question segment called DAC attack. One, two, three, four. mean, that's it. All right. North America or South America? North. <laughs> Not very confident. Yeah. No, it's North. <laughs> Mornings or evenings? Evenings. <laughs> Georgia or Illinois? Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Music or books? Music. TV shows or movies? TV shows. Plane flight or road trip? Road trip. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Tea. Eat in or dine out? <laughs> <laughs> I just love food. I, I'll have it anywhere. Um, let's go with eat in. Okay. COVID, you know. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Beach. Burgers or pizza? 
pizza. All right. Done. All right. Uh, Stressful as it sounds. No, honestly, I thought (laughs) you guys are asking people to choose between children. (laughs) And I'm, no, that really wasn't that bad. Okay, good. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dawn, for being here. We really appreciated having you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. This has been the DACcast with Kai and Keegan. Stay classy, Jaguars.